1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 7 to 11. For I will not see you now by the way, but I trust to tarry a while with you, if the Lord permit. But I will tarry at Ephesus until Pentecost. For a great door and effectual is opened unto me, and there are many adversaries. Now, if Timotheus come, see that he may be with you without fear. For he worketh the work of the Lord, as I do also. Let no man therefore despise him, but conduct him forth in peace, that he may come unto me, for I look for, for, I look for him with the brethren. Hallelujah. At the time Timothy was writing this epistle to the Corinthians, he was in Ephesus, where he wrote this letter to the people of Corinth. Paul was on his apostolic journey, and he made a stopover at Ephesus. And in Ephesus, he didn't intend to stay there long. His plan was to stay there just a while, and then straight away proceed to Corinth. But when he got to Ephesus, he encountered a good problem. Let me put it as a good problem. He encountered a situation which he himself described as a great and effectual door that has been opened onto the gospel and with the presence of adversaries. Hallelujah. So when Paul got to Ephesus and realized that there was a great door and effectual that had been opened for the gospel, he decided to trade or to change his itinerary. He changed his itinerary. He said, Timothy, we are used to being together. You are my son. And being together here is a beautiful thing. But you know what? Because of this great door that has been opened here, and because of this program also that I ought to have been with the Corinthians, I think let's split companies right now. We will miss our fellowship. We will miss our togetherness. But you go to Corinth and minister to them on my behalf. While I stay here and do the work. Hallelujah. Amen. Then he told the Corinthians, he is coming to you. Please don't intimidate him. But conduct him in a manner that is worthy. Because a man that worketh the work of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, you would understand that when Paul said a great and effectual door has been opened to him, but there are many adversaries, what he went about to do suggests that the adversaries were not Paul's problem. Hallelujah. They didn't constitute his focus at all. His focus was the door of opportunity that had been opened unto him. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And so Paul decided that in order to kill two, uh, uh, two beds, not two, one bed, not two beds with two stones, you, Timothy, 
you go to Corinth, but I will be here. I am here not because there are no challenges. As a matter of fact, I see the challenges that are prevalent here in Ephesus as the reason for me to be here. I see it as a reason that there's a, an opportunity here, and that opportunity is great. Hallelujah. Amen. The greater the opposition, the greater the opportunity. That was how Paul saw it. Albert Einstein said that in any place that you find crisis, you will find great opportunities also. So Paul was in Ephesus and there were opponents. There were adversaries. People who were not civil authorities because the civil authorities of the land had opened up the place for the gospel. The people of Ephesus themselves, majority were prepared to hear the gospel. But there were some elements in the society who had the avowed interest to resist the flow of the gospel in the land. So they said, we are going to resist you and we will resist you to the end till you pack and go. But Paul was not intimidated by their threats. He decided to stay and to do the work. Why? The Bible says, to everything there is a season and to every purpose there is time under the sun. He knew that at the particular time that he was in Ephesus, judging from the opposition, he realized that was the greatest time and the best time to make most of the time and bring the gospel to another level. Opposition was there, yes. The devil was resisting through his men. But he also saw it as an opportunity to lift the gospel and the spread of the gospel of the kingdom to the next level. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I pray that wherever you are, in the midst of this COVID-19, I don't know what you have suffered. I know many people have suffered losses. I have myself. But this is not the time to count the losses. This is the time to look at the situation and say there is a great door and a great opportunity for me. And this door that is there in the situation is a door of opportunity, a door of restoration for all things. Hallelujah. Amen. Is somebody here with me? Hallelujah. There is an opportunity to make a massive gain in our spiritual life. Before COVID-19, we were so much under pressure. We wake up 4 a.m. and we are trooping in traffic into our workplaces. With the advent of the COVID-19, they say stay home. No more traffic. Children are not going to school. They are home. You don't have to wake up very early and bath the children and do whatever and prepare them for school. Every one of the days is a day where God has chosen to restore to you some time. All the time that you have missed all these years and have not been able to engage God the way you wanted to 
God had restored it back to you. Hallelujah. It is an opportunity of great spiritual gain. And I pray that you will see it as such. And grab it and move your life forward. It is an opportunity to impact the life of others. To influence others. There are people around you who are confused about their lives. They don't understand what is happening. As much as you don't understand. But you understand one thing. That in the midst of this crisis, opportunity has knocked at your door. And you are stepping into this opportunity. Can you bring an encouragement to somebody that is staying nearby? He tattooed the person never listened to you. And the person would never have listened to you. But this time they are confused. They want somebody to listen to them. They want also to listen to somebody. And this is the opportunity to share your courage, to share your hope, to share your faith with such a one. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. It is also an opportunity, an opportunity to strengthen your relationship with loved ones. Many times, some of us leave the house. Husband and wife live at different times. They leave the house and they come at different times. And many times when they are back, they are tired. Children are back from school, they are tired. Hallelujah. Everybody is tired. You look at the screens of the TV, take up the news, or watch a few things, and then you go to sleep. Very little for fellowship. This time, you are both home. Hallelujah. You are both home. The children are home also. It is the time to engage one another. It is the time to get to understand each other. It is the time to share your frustrations. It is the time to share your love. It is time to share the word of God. Hallelujah together. You fellowship in the word of God. Share the word of God together. And allow one another to be impacted by each other's knowing and experiences. Hallelujah. Amen. It's an opportunity to go the next level of your business. You may have suffered some losses. But ladies and gentlemen, I am telling you, there is still an opportunity to make an expansion of your business. There is an opportunity to do a diversification, to diversify your business. And as you do that, God will give you wisdom. God will take you through. Hallelujah. Paul knew what to do during that apostolic journey. He knew it was an opportunity. Many times, so, so many of us have sat around opportunities and the opportunities have passed by. And I am sharing this message. God said I should share this message. Not because of anything, but because he doesn't want the past to repeat itself. What is that past? The opportunity was before you, but because you had the, your understanding and your focus on the wrong things, the opportunity passed by. It didn't happen once. It happened once. It happened twice. It happened a third time. And it more or less seems like when you are very close to your breakthrough, something happens. When you are very close to breaking through, something happens. And you are where you are. But the Lord wants me to tell you, this time around, no more. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. He wants you to understand the fresh wind that is blowing. The Bible says all things work together for good 
to them that love God. We know that all things work together for good to them love God and to them that are called according to his purpose. It has happened. The COVID has happened. They have put all of us inside under quarantine. They have muzzled us in every way. We cannot meet as a church again. But ladies and gentlemen, I am telling you, there is an opportunity to see an opportunity to walk in. There is a door of opportunity, a window of opportunity, a door of opportunity for restoration of all the three occasions that you miss that opportunity. God is restoring it back to you. Hallelujah. Joel said the Lord will restore the years. Hallelujah. He will restore the years. Not only the years, the things. Hallelujah. Whatever the palma wema, the locust, the caterpillar, and the palma wema have eaten, the Lord will restore. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You've got to know that this time you are not going to repeat it. That gentleman or lady who came close to marriage and something happened. Close to marriage and something happened again. This is the last time. This is the last time. Whatever has happened is creating for you a, an opportunity. It is a door of hope for you. You are getting into this door. Amen? You are entering this door. And as you enter the door, you are closing the door against the past. And you are turning around to face your future. I see your bright future before you. I see a great future before you. Jeremiah said, I know the thought that I think toward you. The Lord says, thought of good, not of evil, to give you a future and to bring you to an expected end. That expected end is a glorious one. It's a wonderful one. God is bringing you to that expected end. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes, you have lost time. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, you have lost time. You have lost opportunities. You have traded truth for untruth. You have believed some lies and lived by the lies and they have kept you where you have been. Ah, but Lord God is not only promising to restore you the years he has promised to restore you yourself. Very important. To restore you yourself. There are a group of people we call the receivedists. A receivedist is somebody that goes into jail. And when he's released from the jail, he finds every reason to go back to jail. He will go to jail several times all his life. When the COVID-19 started, they released a lot of prisoners. But mark me, many of them are going to end up there. Why? Because they are receiving this. It has become a part of them. They were freed from the prison compound. They were set, set free. But they were not made free. Hallelujah. If God will restore to you the things and the time, but does not restore you yourself, you will mark, you will mark time there. You would have the things, you will have the time, but you won't go anywhere. So God is saying, ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Amen. Amen. Being made free is being made free. That means your mindset changes. Your attitude changes. Your worldview changes. You begin to look at things differently from what used to be. 
before you got into prison. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm declaring unto you that the Lord by his word is touching your heart. The Lord by his word is touching your mind. The Holy Spirit is impacting upon you right now a change of a mindset, a change of an attitude, an attitude that will bring you a real liberty and freedom to move forward in your life. Hallelujah. Amen. God is giving you truth in exchange for the untruth. Hallelujah. Amen. God restored Abraham. Abraham had lost years. And it got to a point where Abraham's life ceased working in terms of childbearing. He was, he was, he was uh, 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 happy enough to stay with Ishmael as his only son. But God came again and told him, look, Abraham, a year about this time, you would have a son. And Abraham said, mm -mm. that can this be? And the Lord said, it will. Sarah was then 99 years. The Bible says, Sarah laughed and said, how can this thing be? The Lord says, Sarah is laughing. But the Bible tells us in Hebrews that Sarah also had faith and received strength and was strengthened. Hallelujah. Abraham also received strength. And when he received the strength, the two of them met together. And then a child called Isaac was produced. So God did not only restore the years, he restored they themselves. And I see God restoring you. He's restoring me. He will restore your health. He will restore your personality. He will restore everything that has to do with you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. The, the Bible talks about Zachariah and Elizabeth. The Bible said they were far advanced in years. And it has also ceased to be with them after the man of a man and a woman. Amen. Nevertheless, in Luke chapter 1 verse 13, the man Zechariah and Elizabeth never ceased praying concerning a child. They were in their 80s, but they never ceased praying. Hallelujah. But the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zechariah, for the prayer is, your prayer is heard. And thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son. And thou shalt call his name John. Hallelujah. Your prayer is heard. That means a man was still praying. In his 80s. Hallelujah. Amen. And so God heard him. And he strengthened him. And strengthened his wife. And the miracle came to pass. And John the Baptist was the result. I am telling a man and a woman somewhere. Who are challenged in the area of childbirth. God is rolling away that problem. Hallelujah. God is turning around that situation. God is telling you it is not time to quit. It is time to believe. God is telling you it is not time to, to, to design yourself to the situation. It is time to count yourself among mothers. It is time to count yourself among fathers. Because I'm doing a new thing. This fresh wind is touching you right now. It's touching you right now. In the name of Jesus Christ. The Bible talks about the man Joshua. After Moses had died, Joshua led the people towards Canaan, the land of promise. 
after conquering nations, the Amorites and the Moabites, they came to the borders of Jericho. The Bible says in Joshua chapter 5, from the verse 1, Ho, kata, kabeke yama, rokoto yama, ereba bireba kashunduluma, reka. And it came to pass, when all the kings of the Amorites, which were on the side of Jordan, westward, and all the kings of the Canaanites, which were by the sea, heard that the Lord had dried up the waters of Jordan from before the children of Israel, and, and, and until they were all passed over, that their heart melted, neither was their spirit in them anymore because of the children of Israel. Hallelujah. Amen. Somebody wish you where you are. Somebody's a friend to you right now because of where you are. Hallelujah. But he's not a good friend. Amen. But I can sense the presence of God in your life coming down upon those crooked friends. They are melting because they can see something new in your life. They can see something new in your life. They can't associate with it. They wish you remain where you are so you can be friends. But God said, like Pastor Danashedu said, you are going to move forward. Amen. Hallelujah. It is time to move forward. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Joshua had come to the borders of Jericho. That was a time of great transition. The time to transition from being wondrous and one-time slaves to now be inhabitants and owners and possessors of the land of Canaan. Hallelujah. And then the Lord came to Joshua and told Joshua, I want you, first of all, to circumcise all those people that were born in the wilderness after you, who because of the journeys could not be circumcised. Hallelujah. Ladies and gentlemen, you are standing by that great door of opportunity. The door is opened. And like Paul says, it's a great and effectual door. The opponents are shivering. They are nervous. Like in Belshazzar, I can see their knees hitting one another. Because they can't stand your move. Something is about to happen. But God says, be circumcised. They had left Egypt. Amen. They didn't know they were slaves. Those guys that were born in the wilderness. But they knew they were wanderers. So they had to undo their wandering mentality. And that was symbolized by the circumcision. So the Bible says Joshua picked sharp knives and circumcised all the people. Amen. He circumcised all the people that were born in the wilderness. Hallelujah. And Joshua made him sharp knives and circumcised the children of Israel at the hill of the false king. Go on. I mean, come here. Come to verse, uh, uh, verse 8 and 9. And it came to pass when they had done circumcising all the people that they abode in their places in their camp till they were whole. And the Lord said unto Joshua, This day have I rolled away the reproach of Egypt 
from off you. Wherefore, the name of the place is called Gilgal unto this day. Hallelujah. Gilgal means a place where your reproach has been removed. I'm telling you, anything that constitutes a reproach in your own estimation, anything that constitutes a reproach in the eyes of people that are around you, I declare unto you, it's a thing of the past. The door is closed to that reproach. You make a step into the blessing and the glorious goodness of God. Hallelujah. That reproach is over forever. Hallelujah. And the Bible says, because they took away that reproach, something happened. That was the last day they ate manna. They ate corn of the land. Look at it in verse 11. And they did eat of the old corn of the land on the morrow after the Passover and living cakes and parched corn in the self same day. And the manna ceased on the morrow after they had eaten of the old corn of the land. Neither had the children of Israel manna anymore, but they did eat of the fruit of the land of Canaan. Ladies and gentlemen, after your mind is made up and you accept that you are a new person, you put up the new mind after the new man, the Bible says you will eat of the good of the land. On the day that they decided that they were circumcising the people, the Bible says, on the morrow, they ate of the corn of the land. Amen. Hallelujah. And manna ceased. Hallelujah. I see your manna ceased. And I see the real food coming into place. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. That from the earth, you will eat. Hallelujah. From the earth, you will be supported. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Then the Bible says in chapter 6, in chapter 6, God came to Joshua in chapter 13. Amen. And told him, it is not by might nor by power. He sent the captain of the host of the Lord. And that captain of the host of the Lord is no other person than Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. He is the Lord of hosts. Jesus came to him holding a sword. When Joshua saw him, he didn't know who he was. He went to him and asked him, are you against us or you are for us? And he said, no, I come as a captain of the Lord's host. Amen. Hallelujah. I have come to take charge of the battle. Now rise and go over the land. Hallelujah. Meanwhile, the Bible says the gate of Jericho was shut. Nobody came in and nobody came out. And the walls of Jericho are legendary. Huge wall. There was no way they could go over the wall. But because they had determined, had renewed their minds about who they were, something new began to happen. God gave them instruction. After marching around the wall several years, several days, seven days, the seventh day they marched around seven times, all the walls began to fall. I see every curse. I see every hindrance. I see every obstacle. Anything that has been be before you, resisting you, and making sure that you don't attain unto where God wants you to attain, I bind and I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. I see that wall fall. 
I see that wall fall. I see that wall fall. I can see you standing behind a door. And that door is like a sliding door. You think it is closed. But get closer. The door shall be opened by itself. I declare in the name of Jesus that your life is coming anew. Your life is flourishing. Your life is flourishing. And I see you going forward and upward in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Hallelujah. Amen. You have to change your mind. Hallelujah. Another area that is very important is you have to change the things you see. There was a king who had a son. The son was deformed. That means the prince who would take after him was deformed. The man was not impressed about the child at all. And that was his only son. He had no other child. He went everywhere to treat the child. And the child was not getting treated. In the end, he gave up. But when he gave up, Another king from another nation came to him for them to enter a bilateral agreement for trade. And when they signed the trade and finished, he saw the artwork drawings of the son of this other king. When he saw it, he requested for it and took it to his country, his kingdom. When he got there, he asked his sculptors to sculpt the image of the sun. He never saw the sun. He only saw a portrait of the sun. Hallelujah. So he sculpted a sun that was physically very fit. But that looked exactly like a boy. As young as 12 years. And then sent it back to this king in appreciation of the deal. When the father of the prince received the work, he was offended. He said the guy was insulting his family. But the guy never knew the boy. He only saw that picture and asked for it. And used it the way he knew to use it. He didn't know the guy was deformed. So he asked that they should break the thing. Then the son came out and saw it. And tears began running down his eyes. And he told the father, please leave it, daddy. I like it. The man looked at the tears running down the cheeks of the son. And decided to stop the workers from breaking the, the sculpture. And then they built a very nice stage and put it there in the garden of the boy. So every morning when the guy wakes up, after he has done the messy things, he goes out into the garden. It's quite a distance and walking is a problem. So but the walking helps him to stretch a little himself. So he walks to the sculpture, stretches and looks at it. Admire it. For a number of minutes and then he goes back it became a routine it became a ceremony it became a ritual he did it every day after some few months unbeknown to anybody 
something has started happening to the guy. His spine, which was the source of the problem, started stretching. Straightening. And as he continued, one day, that boy was straight and physically fit. Ladies and gentlemen, what is it? He changed what he was seeing. Before the sculpture came, he had himself to look at. Only himself. But this time, he was looking at something else. Hallelujah. And that changed the story. Ladies and gentlemen, you have to change what you are looking at. Amen. The Bible says the 12 spies went into the land of Canaan. All of them saw the giants. All of them saw how beautiful and how great the land was. But of the 12, 10 said that besides the beauty and the riches of the land, flowing with milk and honey, there were giants there. And these giants would swallow them up. And that they had become like grasshoppers in the sight of the giants. And so were they. Hallelujah. Ladies and gentlemen, the giants never spoke to them. And the giants didn't see them as grasshoppers. But because they focused on the wrong thing. Amen. Caleb and Joshua focused on the right thing. They focused on the milk and honey. And the fruitfulness of the land. They focused on the word. Where the Lord said, I have given you the land. Go and possess it. That was their focus. But these ten made their focus to be the giants. And the more they focus on the giants, the more they look smaller. And the giants look bigger. Hey, you are looking at your problem. Like this prince, I want you to take your attention away from the problem and look at the solution. I want you to take your eyes from what you are looking at and begin to focus your eyes on what God's word says. Because God's word will make you what it says you are. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, you are standing in a moment of transition and God wants you to transit to the next level. Hallelujah. You must move forward. Hallelujah. But you must change the things you are looking at. They can't help you. Amen. They can't help you. Don't look at the problems. The Bible says, when Joshua got to the land, the borders of Jericho, he didn't look out for the problem. The Bible says he looked up. He looked up. As if he was expecting somebody. And when he looked up, indeed, he saw the Lord. And the Lord gave him instruction. Stop looking inside you. You will be depressed. Stop looking around you. You will be disappointed and discouraged. Look up. The light of the Lord's glory will shine upon you. Amen. You will be lifted up. Amen. You will be lifted up. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 So the Bible says, uh, Joshua said, look, we have gone and we have seen the land. The land is a prosperous land. We are able to take the land. The, men, the giants they are talking about, look, their, their, their defense has departed. There will be bread for us. We will eat them up. Let us go now quickly and take it because the Lord is with us. If God be for you, who can be against you? 
Oh, ye are of God, little children, and have overcome the world. For greater is he that is in thee than he that is in the world. Because the Lord is in you, you have conquered. Because the Lord is in you, you have conquered. Move forward. Move forward. Take off your attention from the defeat of yesterday. The door to your defeat has been closed. The door to your defeat has been closed. You are moving forward in victory. You are moving forward in triumph. You are moving forward as a conqueror. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Another thing must change. Another thing must change. What you hear must change. Ladies and gentlemen, there's something I've realized. A normal human being, average human being, talks 150 to 200 words per minute. 150 to 200 words per minute. So if you are listening to me, I'll be talking 150 to 200 words per minute. Hallelujah. Amen. But... Talking to yourself, when you are talking to yourself, you spend, I mean, you, you, the, 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 the words you spend are 1,000 to 1,300 words in a minute. Now, I want to ask you a question. Do you talk to yourself? Amen? I talk to myself. So that means every minute, I am talking to myself a thousand to thousand three hundred minutes. I may not be counting. It's just going like that. And before you realize it's a thousand three hundred. Is there anybody in your life that talks to you thousand to thousand three hundred words per minute? There's nobody. Not even the devil. Hallelujah. Are you understand what I'm talking about? Not even the devil. That means the most influential person in your life is you. Nobody is influencing you as much as you. The person who is your greatest enemy is the one you see beyond in front of your mirror. It's not another person. Hallelujah. And so, we need to change our internal dialogue. Our talking inside. You talk to yourself. What do you talk to yourself? You see yourself as not handsome. You see yourself as not impressive. You see yourself as uneducated. You see yourself as a, 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 a not a, 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 a what not handsome enough. Amen. You see yourself as not worthy. Amen. Job said that every time I talk to myself, I end up condemning myself. Job nine twenty. I end up condemning myself. Hallelujah. Amen. That means that for most people. When we decide to self-talk, we talk down on us. We don't have enough faith. I don't have a good memory. I'm not like you. I'm not like so-so and so. Ladies and gentlemen, as you talk, so are you. So if you are influencing yourself in a negative way, 
I want to tell you, you have the power to influence yourself in a positive way. Hallelujah. One of the things that helped me when I got into crisis two years ago was that I learned to talk to myself. Hallelujah. I remember Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgiveth all thy iniquities and healeth all thy diseases? Who delivered thee from, redeemed thee from destruction? Hallelujah. And deliver, redeemed thee from destruction and crowned thy life with loving kindness and tender mercies. Oh, yes. Who satisfied thy mouth with good things that your youth is renewed like the eagles? Ladies and gentlemen, this was me talking to me. Hallelujah. And as I talked to me, I realized that things were changing for me. Amen. Hallelujah. I couldn't talk like this. Amen. They said I had aphasia. And aphasia was not, cor it's not correctable. You can't correct it. There's no medication for it. Amen. Hallelujah. But I've been talking for how many minutes now? Hallelujah. Amen. Roughly one hour. Amen. Are you with me? Yes, because I chose, I heard the report, but I chose to believe another report. There is a good report in life. There's a bad report in life. And in this life that we are living, you would hear more of the evil report. The only place you get the good report is from the word of God. Let the word of God speak to you. Hallelujah. Amen. Your teachers told you you are dumb. God says you have the wisdom of God in you. Hallelujah. Christ lives in you. Amen. Your parents said there's no future for you. They but Christ in you, the hope of glory. They say you can't do it. The Bible says I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you with me, somebody? Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You are the most influential person in your life. Amen. Talk to yourself. When you hear any negative thing, any negative report from your spirit talking to you, tell it no. Tell it the other one, which is the word of God. The Bible says Paul wrote to the Corinthians and uh, uh, in the, to, the, to the Philippians, and he said, finally, brethren, Philippians 4 verse 8, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, Whatsoever things are noble, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. In other words, he's saying that fix your internal dialogue. Fix it and fix it on the word of God. Fix it on the word of God. Anything that is true, and that is the word of God, fix it there. You don't see it happening, but the Bible says it. So it is true. Keep saying it. Keep talking it. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Tell yourself. Amen. Are you with me? Whatsoever things are honest, noble. Amen. Whatsoever things are just. Whatsoever things are right for that matter. Whatsoever things are pure. Whatsoever things are lovely. Whatsoever things are of good report. 
good report, any commendable thing. You've never had a good report. Give yourself a good report. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Anything that is praiseworthy, anything that is virtuous, anything excellent, I declare in the name of Jesus, you have an excellent spirit. If you don't have an excellent spirit, he wouldn't tell you to fix your mind on excellent things. You have an excellent spirit. And I see you excelling whatever you are doing. You have an excellent spirit. I see you excelling. 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 Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh. And then change your friends. Amen. Change your friends. You know, my, I, my son was telling me, I think four days ago. He said, Daddy, I saw something in the Bible and I was a little surprised. I said, what is it you saw? Then he said, in chapter 28 of Acts, when they got to Malta, Paul gathered firewood. And he gathered the firewood with a serpent, a venomous viper, and struck matches on it. And when the thing started burning, and the fire was strong, the venomous viper jumped and bit the hand of Saul, Paul. Then he told me that those firewood was a very good place for the venomous viper. It was at home. That was why when it was guarded, it still remained there. But when the fire entered, he said, mm, this place has become uncomfortable. He jumped out. Then he said, Daddy, I realize that when you grow spiritually, some people will live your life. That that's what it tells you. That the serpent was part of the firewood. But when the fire got the serpent, it jumped out. That when you go spiritually and the fire of the Holy Ghost is at work in you, your motomodo friends, you don't need to sack them. They will insult you. They will say all manner of things. And in saying them, they are finding their way out of your life. Ladies and gentlemen, you have begun having positive self-talk. Truthful self-talk. Talking according to the word of God. It is time that when you have talked that way, nobody comes to talk the negative to you. Amen. Amen. The Bible says, do not be, see, be deceived. For evil communication corrupt good manners. Hallelujah. Amen. Do not be receive, deceived. Evil companionship corrupt good manners. Hallelujah. You have to change your friends. And to change your friends, you must give total heed to the word of God. When you grow without a word, they will live your life. Hallelujah. Amen. And then finally, focus on the unseen. Hallelujah. And focus on the unseen. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. That while we look not at the things that are seen, but the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are temporal, but the things that are not seen 
are eternal. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, when we focus our life on the things that are unseen, our life produces fruit. Our life moves forward. I want to challenge everybody. The mundane around us, we use them. Paul says, to those who have wealth, as not seem to be enjoy, um, indulging themselves. They should not indulge themselves. Hallelujah. But they should enjoy it and use it to edify the church and to bless the kingdom. Hallelujah. So, whatever you have, enjoy it. But let not your focus in life be on the mundane things. Hallelujah. Tomorrow they will vanish. Hallelujah. When COVID came, you saw what people lost. If all that was what you had, and that was the only thing that was your security, then you are doomed. There's somebody I've been seeing lately on Facebook. Some people post him there. He used to be a big man in town. And he said, foolish people are people who pay tight to pastors. So they are putting his picture, what he was, and now what he is. A world of difference. But we are still the people we are. Even though we pay the tithe. The foolishness of God is wiser than man. Hallelujah. Amen. And I want to tell somebody this morning. The Lord has opened a great and effectual door before you. It's a great door. You don't need to struggle. Just move. Your presence, your terror has fallen upon the opponents and the adversaries. And their knees are knocking one another. They cannot in any way be able to resist you. I declare in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. That the door is opened. Amen. And not until you step in is not shutting. Hallelujah. And this time around, ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you, the door is not shutting until you enter. Hallelujah. You are taking the opportunity. You are taking the opportunity. Enter is a great door. Hallelujah. Amen. May J focus Every
saying I should tell you that this occasion is occasion to enter the door of hope and to enter the door of restoration that he the Lord is not only restoring the things that are lost he's restoring the time that is lost also and he's restoring you as well right now wherever you are I don't know what you have missed Days and years gone by. I don't know what opportunities you lost in time past. Including the opportunities or including the things you have lost during the COVID-19. I want you at this moment to lift up your voice. And tell God, Lord, I thank you that you have not forgotten me. I thank you that I'm valuable in your sight. I thank you that I'm significant in your sight. I thank you that I still have a future before you. You intend to bring me a hope and to bring me to my expected end. And because of that, this morning, I am thanking you for your word that has come to me. I change my mind. I change my mindset that I may begin to taste of the good of this next level. I am coming into that level. I am coming into that level. And right now in the name of Jesus, if you are sick anywhere, the Lord is touching you. If you are sick anywhere, the Lord is touching you. And he's quickening you by his spirit. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I pray right now, let every infirmity, let every sickness leave you right now in the name of Jesus. Let it leave your life right now in Jesus' name. Somebody, your relationships are in trouble. They are in trouble. You want the relationship, the relationship solved. You want the relationship renewed. Right now, I'm praying for your other partner. 
I'm praying for your children. I'm praying for everybody that has to do with you. Lord, in the name of Jesus, you brought Pontius Pilate and Herod together. At the time, oh God, you were going to the cross. These were arch enemies, oh Lord. Father, to this morning, I pray as touching your daughter, as touching your son, their children and among themselves, I pray the peace, oh Lord, my father, that your promise, oh God, my father, your people, will come amongst them this morning. Touch them, oh God, my father. Right every wrong, oh God, my father. Let them find the humility, oh God, my father, to say sorry one to another and to reconcile in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We pray in the mighty name of Jesus that you will cause, oh God, my father, a return of any child that is estranged, a return of any child that is estranged from every very far and from very near. I pray, bring them back home. Let them remember daddy. Let them remember mommy. Let them remember their siblings. Let them come back home because it is time for your restoration. In the name of Jesus. You have lost a lot. You have lost a lot. You have lost money. You have lost other things. We are praying this morning and we are asking, oh God, my father, you are the Lord that restores all things. You restore all things right now, oh God. You who restored unto Israel, restore unto your people right now. Restore unto your people. Every resource they have lost, restore unto them. Let them, oh God, receive much more than oh God they have lost in this new season of the open door of opportunity and the open door of hope in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Father, we thank you. We praise you. We ask oh God, my Father, for ideas. Ideas to rejuvenate our businesses. Ideas, oh Lord, to expand our businesses. Ideas to diversify our businesses. I pray, oh Lord, my God, Holy Spirit, distill, oh God, these ideas in the hearts of your people. Show them strong on your behalf. Magnify, oh God, your work in our lives. Show, oh God, my Father, you are God and that you are the one that restoreth all things. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. We give God praise. We give God honor. Hallelujah. We have on the screen our uh, bank account numbers and Momo numbers. 